Hey guys, welcome to the I Hope They Hear This podcast. And today, I hope that people who hate Christianity hear this. Hey guys, so if you are someone who heard the title, read the title, and just had like an immediate negative opinion or a negative thought about this, then this really is an episode meant for you. And I am not going to try to convert you to Christianity. So um, that's not my goal here. If you listen to it and you want to give Christianity a try, that, that'd be great. I would love, that, love it if that happened. But um, that's not the purpose of this particular podcast episode. So um, yeah, just I'm, I'm asking and pleading with you to um, give this listen, give this a listen. And just, just, yeah, just bear with me for, for this one episode for the next 30 minutes or so. And yeah, I think we can talk about some, some things that might heal relationships and maybe even some wounds that might have been opened up because of Christianity. And when I say I'm, I want to address people who, who hate Christianity, it's, um, I, the reason why I even thought of addressing that group is because I, I see it a lot these days, um, but it is mostly on like Facebook and Twitter and like the comment comments section on a lot of different like website and things websites and things like that. So I actually don't run across a lot of people who hate Christianity, probably because I, I am such an active member of my church. Uh, shout outs to Sugarloaf Korean Baptist Church. And most of my friends go to church. Um, my community is people from my church or other churches in the area. So that's probably why. That might be why. But um, all that to say, I don't really know how big this, how how many people really genuinely hate Christianity. Um, but yeah, I, I see a lot of different comments and things out there that I think can be the visceral hatred that these people seem to have regarding Christianity. I feel like if, if I can't get rid of it completely, I, I think I can lessen it just a bit. Like it it will, I'm hoping that this will take you from like just blind, like furious rage to, yeah, I, I still don't agree with them, but it's not like I hate them. Like that's that's where I'm hoping at least this will get you to. And before we can get into any sort of meaningful conversation on the topic of Christianity, and especially when you're trying to understand Christians and their perspectives, you have to know the gospel and. Uh, let me get I'll give you the quick nutshell version of the gospel. I'm not again, I'm not here advocating for you to, you know, take this and do anything with it. It'd be great if you if you heard the gospel and it it did uh elicit a response from you. That would be great. Um especially a positive response, but I'm just telling you this um informationally so that you can understand 
um, what Christians genuinely believe. And when you understand what they genuinely believe, you can kind of get a feel for and, and an understanding of why they do some of the things that they do or why we do some of the things we do. So gospel in a nutshell, it's God created man, man sinned he or disobeyed. He disobeyed God and that sin severed the relationship with God. And it says in Romans chapter 6 that the wages of sin is death. So the only way for man to be redeemed is to pay the price of what they did is death. But God, being a loving God, found a way to take away our sin without breaking the morality, the, the laws that he had already set forth, right? And that was for Jesus to die on the cross. Jesus, he uh, was God's son. He came on, he came to earth in human form. He lived his life without ever sinning, which makes him the only human in the history of humanity to not sin. Because in Romans chapter three, it says, uh, none is righteous. No, not one. So uh, being the only being ever, being the only human being ever to um, not sin, he was, he was killed. He was crucified as the sacrificial lamb, as the thing to take on the punishment of our, our sin, to pay the price of our sin. And um, in his death, after, in his death, uh, it reconciled our relationship with God. If it says in chapter, it says in Romans chapter 10 that if you declare with your mouth, Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. So um, if you accept that Jesus died for us and that he is our Lord, then um, your sins, you could think about it as your sins being transferred on to Jesus in his death and you being made righteous and no longer being held accountable for your sins. And that reconciled the relationship with God. And the reconciliation in, in the relationship with God is so important because God is the embodiment of you know, everything good, everything perfect, everything amazing, everything joyful. So a separation from that means that you're left with everything else, which is suffering, torment, depression. So that's, that's where heaven and hell come in, right? If you have, if you die with a, if you physically die with a reconciled relationship with Christ and God, you go to heaven where God is. If not, you go somewhere else where God is not, which is hell. So yeah, that is the um, gospel in a nutshell. I, I ran through that super fast. Um, usually when I share the gospel with, with people, I go a lot slower and add a lot more detail. But just for the sake of this, um, I went super fast. So if you are curious about it, if you're curious about the longer, more accurate version, please let me know and uh, I can share that with you. Sorry, guys, this is an addendum to the episode after the fact, after already it had already been published. Um, I totally forgot the most important part of the gospel, which is the fact that Jesus was raised from the dead after three days. He, he resurrected and in that he he displayed the power of God and, and the power to defeat sin and, and overcome death. So yeah, that's, that should have been in there. I, I don't know why I forgot about that.
So now that everyone has a basic idea of what the gospel is, um, there are three specific things that I want to talk about. And again, this is from what I gather from a lot of what Christian bashers say online. But um, yeah, the, the three things that I see most associated, I guess, are the things most uh, cited, I guess, or people have problems with in, in relation to Christianity. And the first thing is that um, the, the Christian church is full of hypocrites. Right? I hear that a lot. And the second thing I hear a lot is um, this issue with morality. Um, the fact that we live in a modern society and morals need to be something that's relatable to this society and not something written thousands of years ago. Um, and the third thing is, third thing is that Christians, they shove Christianity down other people's throats. And, and so those three things is what I hear a lot, uh, what I see a lot and observe a lot. So um, I wanted to uh, talk about those three things in light of the gospel and why Christians do things that are perceived to be uh, bad, evil, or malicious. Um, so in, in regards to hypocrisy, um, in light of the gospel, you, you have to now understand that the church is made up of people who admit that they are sinners. It's full of people who have admitted to themselves and others that they are not perfect and that they need a savior to reconcile their relationship with God. You know, if, if you don't know that the relationship is severed, you can't be reconciled, right? You, don't, you wouldn't even know that their reconciliation is necessary. For, like, so, for example, uh, a smoker, they would never quit smoking unless they knew that there were negative effects of smoking, right? So the church is full of people who have already admitted that they are sinners and acknowledge that fact. And in, in fact, it says that in our Bible. Um, yeah, I, I mentioned it. I referenced it in, in the gospel um, telling. Romans chapter chapter 3, none is righteous, no, not one. So even our Bible tells us that nobody is perfect, right? So uh, when Christians come off as hypocritical, it's kind of inevitable because we are all sinners, and I think you have to understand that when a Christian preaches something, they're not preaching it from their own personal experience or from something that they've kind of derived of of themselves somehow. It's, it's coming from the Bible. It's coming from what we genuinely believe as objective truth. It's coming from text that was inspired by God himself and all the things that tell us he tells us are bad, we're going to preach is bad. All the things that he tells us is good, we're going to preach that it's good. So um, I almost feel like this idea of Christians being hypocrites is kind of irrelevant. And the reason I say that is because imagine that there's a smoker who is trying to quit smoking, but he knows that smoking is bad for you, so he tells other people that they shouldn't smoke. Sure, they can come off as hypocritical, but he's just really relaying truth, right? It's a fact that 
cigarettes are bad for you. So he's not like trying to take away cigarettes from you so that he can smoke them all. He's just relaying truth. He's saying there's a fact, it's a medical fact that cigarettes are bad for you. So I am going to tell you that cigarettes are bad for you, even though I myself smoke. The objective truth doesn't change simply due to the choices or lifestyle of the deliverer of that truth, right? So um, to give you a personal example, when I was in college, before I was 21, I did, I, have, I did drink alcohol. And now that I'm a 30-year-old, when I see kids um, who are about to engage in underage drinking or anything like that, like I, I say that that's bad. I, I let them know that, that there are risks in doing that, that um, there, are, there might be health consequences. And especially if they do something stupid like drinking and driving, like, that's like a huge risk to their life and to other people's lives, right? So... Just just because I used to used to drink, I don't think nullifies the fact that there are these risks and these consequences of of drinking still exist, right? So, um, I, I guess yeah, by the definition of the word, I am a hypocrite, but I don't know why that that's an issue because Christians don't claim to be perfect. We're not saying that we have everything figured out. Again, we are a church full of people who acknowledge and are aware of the fact that we are messed up and we need a savior to save us from that. So the, the, the idea that, I mean, yeah, I, I guess there are some people in, in the super minority who, who are very evil, um, who are hypocrites, to the max and, and and they do do things to um i don't know like bring themselves up elevate themselves while um putting other people down yeah i'm sure there are people like that who are who are who do deserve that kind of visceral hatred for in in the way that they are hypocrites but the vast majority of christians when they preach something or when they say something about the bible or or when they say that something is a sin or, or that they should strive to live in a certain way. Just think of them as relayers of the truth and not people who are, who have, who have it figured out and therefore are somehow justified to, to make that, to make those kind of statements. And the part about the, the second part, um, the idea that, the morality set out in Christianity is too outdated, um, kind of is related to the first point. And in in light of the gospel, again, the mo- the moral laws that we see from from the Bible, um, the things that God says are good, things that God says are bad. Um, the morality that you have to understand that morality is meant to do something it's 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 meant as a as a yardstick right so um yeah kind of ethical morality morals all that kind of stuff um in the bible it actually says in romans chapter 5 that uh, the law was brought in so that trespass might increase but where sin increased grace increased all the more so um, to, to kind of translate that, the reason why 
God gives us a yardstick to measure ourselves by is so that we can realize how messed up we are, how much of a sinner we are. And in knowing that we are sinners, that is the first step to wanting reconciliation with God and and seeking out Jesus, our Savior, right? So, you know, so when I when I uh, thought about this uh, morality piece, there were two things that I actually had in mind. It's like homosexuality and abortion because there's such um, hot button issues. They have been for for a number of years, um, but right now I feel like homosexuality especially, and like the whole LGBTQ um, issue that they have with with Christianity. Um, I just want to say that if any Christian made you feel less than human or subclass or um, said you were and condemned you um, and it made you feel like you were less than them, then I apologize. I will apologize for them because they do not represent God, the gospel accurately. They are, are terrible representatives of, of Jesus. And, and that's not what Christianity is about. Christian, like Jesus gave us two very important commandments. He actually called them the two greatest commandments. He said, number one, love God with all your heart, all your soul, all your mind. So with, with everything, love God. But number two, love others as yourselves. So it's in our like objective, like one of our main objectives as Christians we are called to love others. And he doesn't give any stipulation on that. He doesn't say love others as long as they are straight or love others as long as they only commit certain sins or anything like that. It's love others as yourselves, no matter what, love others. So yeah, let me just, uh, yeah, I did, I did want to make that point that if you felt attacked by the church um, in any sort of way, that is not, what the church is meant to be. So I apologize for that. So, and, and, but going back to just uh, morals and morality, like even when like the Bible says like homosexuality is bad or abortion is bad. um, They're not like, it's never really just singled out as these are the number one sins. There are many things that the Bible say, say is bad. Um, Divorce is bad. um, Lusting over other people, other People is is bad even when you're married. Um, even just just like thinking about it, lusting up over others is bad. Um, like in the Old Testament, it even talks about like eating shellfish is bad. Like eating pork is bad. So there are a lot of things that is is bad. And again, that is not meant to say you are just terrible people. Go kill yourselves. That's not it at all. What it's meant to be is. See, look, look at how many things are stacked up against you. Look at how deep your sin is. But I'm going to show you something that can overcome that. I'm going to show you the grace that can overcome the enormity of your sin and the enormity of your trespasses. And and that's that's God. That's Jesus' love, right? That's when Jesus died on the cross. Like referring back to the nutshell version of the gospel. Um, when Jesus died for us, he defeated all of that and he cleansed us of, of all the things that are that, that all the sins that we have in our lives. You know, um, when you 
owe someone $5 and they forgive you that debt, it's very different from when you owe a million dollars and they forgive you of that debt, right? The reaction and the gratitude felt in those two situations are very different. And that's, that's what morality should be used for. Morality should be um, used to just measure the, just the tremendous amount of sin we have in our lives and understand that, oh my gosh, that's so crazy, but God's love is crazier. It's greater than that. And that's why like the idea and the notion that morality for some reason should be uh, like relative or subjective and not objective doesn't make sense. Like human laws, I, like governmental laws, I agree, are designed and made so that everyone can abide by them, right? Like, there are, of course, there are people who break laws, but the vast majority of people, like, it shouldn't be overly difficult for them to ab- abide by the laws that humans make, right? Because, like, those societal laws. But the moral laws of God, again, no one can abide by all of them. No one can achieve perfection through them. So you have to think, you have to start thinking about it differently. Like just because like the Bible says homosexuality is bad, it doesn't mean that you are a bad person if you're a homosexual. It just means that yeah, that's, a, that's a sin stacked up against you. The same for me. Like I've lied in my life. I've lusted over other people. I've, I've felt angry. I've, I've hit people. I mean, I've, I've committed acts of violence. Like there are a lot of things, a lot of sins in my life. And I don't, I don't take that and look at the Bible and say, man, this is, they don't understand the, the stress of modern working man. Like who is the Bible to tell me that this is bad? Who is the Bible to tell me that I'm not allowed to like lash out from time to time when, you know, the workplace is such a stressful place. Like that's, that's not my response. My response is, man, I am, I do have a lot of sin in my life, but yeah, that, that just points me toward the fact that I do need a savior and that I have that savior in Christ. So you know, morality can't be subjective. We can't twist and and and, and shift and, and mold morality to make ourselves feel better. Um, and to say, see, like I I've adjusted the morality moral laws and now I I don't I am perfect in, in the eyes of this this these set of moral laws. Like that's not the purpose. That's not what it's supposed to like. If you ever feel like you are perfect, it's because you either don't know enough about the moral laws of of God, or it's because you you've twisted the laws to mean something that they're not meant to mean. So, yeah, morality it it, it is what it is because it it shows us how in how much we are in need of of Jesus in our lives. And and the last thing, um, Christians who shove their religion down other people's throats. Um, if if you have those kind of people in your life, just know that they love you, man. You're lucky. There are you have people in your life who love you very much, because if you refer back to the gospel, the nutshell gospel, um, if you die without having a reconciled relationship with God, you go to hell. So at the very least, if you have someone in your life who's like always talking about their faith and always trying to like get you to come to church with them and stuff, 
like I'm, I'm sure it can get annoying, but there's no reason to be upset at that because they're not trying to impose their own ideas and thoughts on you. They're just trying to, they want to see you in heaven. They want you to not have to go to hell, essentially. And, and again, Christians genuinely believe this. So like, if, if I, in my life, had anyone I loved that didn't go to church or didn't like accept Jesus as their savior, like I would talk to them about that every day. So just so that you can kind of grasp the concept a little bit, let me give you an example. And you might've heard this example because it's used a lot, but imagine that you live in a multi-storied building and you live on the first floor and a fire breaks out on the first floor. So you run out and you shout out to the occupants of the higher floors and say, hey, there's a fire. You should run out and escape. But imagine someone like on the fifth floor poking their head out and saying, hey, stop shouting. You're too loud. I don't see any fires around me. Like you keep your ideas to yourself. I don't want to hear it. Like that would be a very, that would be kind of a ridiculous situation, right? Like the the person who's witnessed the fire on the first floor, like they're still going to try to like somehow convince you that they need to run down and, and get out of the building because everything is going to be up in flames soon. And that's kind of the same boat as Christians. Like we genuinely believe that people who don't accept Christ into their lives and as Lord will go to hell when they die. So like when I talk, I've only, I only really tell the friends that I like, like, the, like my friends that I care about, about the gospel. Like the, I've spent many a nights with friends to just, on the porch of our, our apartment in college, just talking about like church and talking about Jesus and things like that. And I only do that with people like I really care about because like, and this is, this is my fault that I'm confessing here. I just don't care enough about other people. Like if there, if there's someone I really don't like, then I don't care if they go to heaven or hell. Like that's a terrible thing. I understand. I admit that that's terrible, but all that is to say that, like if if someone out there cares enough about you to share the gospel with you like that's that's a blessing that that really just means that they love you because they're not risking like you're not risking anything but they are like when they when they try to convince you of the gospel or, or try to invite you to church or anything like that they're risking the fact that you might be offended they're risking the fact that you might like reject them and and have a negative like opinion about you moving forward about them moving forward. And so all the risk is on, on their side. Like why would they risk that if they didn't genuinely believe what they were saying? Right. So yeah, people who shove quote unquote shove religion down other people's throats. Um, just, just know that those people, man, they love you and they're, they're operating based on genuine beliefs that they have. Yeah, so man, that was that was a lot of stuff. That was a lot of dense stuff that we I talked about today. You know, I keep saying we and I keep calling this a conversation and dialogue because I keep hoping that people will give me feedback. Um I haven't well, no, I I have. I've gotten some feedback from people, but not as much as I would have hoped. So, yeah, if if today's episode um, resonated anyway, please let me know. Um, 
if if you heard this and you are curious about the church, curious about Christianity, um, I, although I said that that wasn't the goal of this podcast, um, I would love to talk to you more about it. I would love to have more conversations about it. So, yeah, f- feel free to email me. My email is on the uh, descriptions of this of this episode, as always. And for those of you who walk away still hating Christianity after this, um, I would love to know why. I, w- I would love to know, not to like debate with you, not to uh, prove you wrong or anything, but I just genuinely want to know because it doesn't sit well with me that a religion based on love and forgiveness and redemption is for some reason having this sort of you know is is inciting this kind of hatred and that's really not what the what christianity is about so i would love to know why like if if there were things in the past that happened to you by christians and things like that like um yeah i would love to know why and if yeah you don't you don't even have to tell me the story if if any christians in the past caused you harm or Anything like that? Again, I'm I'm sorry about that. I'm sorry for them. They obviously are not true Christians. Um, they might be. Well, they might have been just very immature Christians. But, but anyways, um, yeah. So if if you still hate Christianity, or if you just didn't agree at all with today's episode, if you found that I had a lot of um, things that I I said that were naive, or a lot of things I said that that it makes sense or anything like that. Yeah. I would love to have an actual conversation and dialogue um, and talk to you about this. So again, my email address is on the descriptor of this episode. And yeah, if, if you really did come into this episode, hating Christianity and you stuck it out, I, I thank you so much. Thank you so much for listening. And I hope that it, it did shift your perspective. If if just a little, um, to to just kind of understanding the perspective of Christians and why we are motivated to do things and, and, and other things. And yeah, so just, once again, thank you for listening and I'll talk to you guys next time.